The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day.
tasty. Tasty, tasty. You always say that. I, I, I say it frequently, but it, it, it applies to the gems. I mean, you know, a gem in its very nature is tasty. And uh, I think that was one of the more tasty gems we played recently. That was... Uh, now you're just going crazy. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was Gimme Danger by Iggy and the Stooges, which uh, you know, seems to be very applicable to uh, what's going on in the world these days. Yeah, well, anytime anything's jacked up and you introduce uh, Iggy Pop into the mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's like, yeah, <laughs> that's like throwing chaos into the whole thing. But uh, yeah, that was after their, uh, off there, I should say, seminal... Uh, seminal 1973 album, Raw Power, which Iggy is generally referred to as the godfather of punk, and that was probably the, uh, the bomb uh, whose repercussions, mm -hmm. uh, you could say, launched punk rock right. as we know it huh. today. And, and, and he was punk before there was the term punk. Right, a CBGB original. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that is, of course, not to be confused with the 2016 documentary on Iggy Pop, also mm -hmm. called Give Me Danger. Uh, see? Spreading knowledge. Yeah, you like know. Like Johnny Appleseed. Good fun, good fun. <laughs> I, I, I like informing the populace. Sure. I do. Well, it was a good gem. I enjoyed it, you know, because believe it or not, uh, Mr. and Mrs. America, we, uh, we consult each other on these things. We don't uh, just bandy about these these gems willy nilly. No, no, a lot of lot of thought, a lot of effort, a lot right. of argument, right? And uh, occasionally a few shots and a coin flip go into right. uh, go into our choice of, <laughs> choice of gems for the day. You know, ixnay on the coin flip. <laughs> hey, well, it's nice when it was you have, all well thought out and, and debated. Yeah, well, it's nice when you have too many too many to choose from. Right, exactly. That's, our you know, cup. Overflow with, with ideas. Yeah, it's better to have too much than not enough, you know. Good deal, good and, deal. And uh, speaking of educating the populace. Oh, yes. Uh, Want to go down that road today, if you'll, uh, if you'll join me, John. I'll try, man. I'll try. Are, are you familiar <laughs> with the term gaslighting? Well, in recent times, I am, and like yourself, I've looked it up. So why don't you uh, throw out to the good people what it technically means. All right. Well, it's, it's it definitely something that's caught my ear because I'm hearing it more and more frequently these days. Mm -hmm. um, most likely with an agenda attached to it. But it, uh, it's all about manipulating someone by psychological means uh, into questioning their own, their own sanity or their own reality uh, in order to achieve or to gain some kind of power over them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, people could call that the literal definition of politics. Yeah, uh, and that does seem to be where it's uh, where it's coming from these days, mostly. And I believe it originally uh, was from a a stage play. Yeah, it was uh, actually. I'm glad you brought that up. The term originated from a 1938 British play, uh, also called. Well, actually, the play was called Gaslight, mm -hmm. and uh, there was an American version of it called Angel Street uh, that was done mm -hmm. right around that same time. Um, but it's funny from a title of a British play, it's evolved into a term that's now being used in critical psychological literature. Right, right. Uh, in study of people... How Pavlovian. Yes, indeed. <laughs> study of people and the populace. And uh, the, uh, the play was a story about a husband uh, trying to convince his wife and people around them that his wife was insane. Right. And uh, again, that seems to be the MO of, of a couple of different institutions these days. Mm -hmm. uh, you could very easily accuse the news media of doing that as well. Yes, the ultimate villain in most of our scenarios mm. with the mainstream media. And appropriately uh, enough, yeah, I must and say. appropriately enough. And in this sense, um, you know, trying to be as fair as possible. 
Uh, you know, both sides of the spectrum are doing their fair share of gaslighting. Oh, hell yeah. Everybody's guilty. And, you know, and we knew it had to be something at play because, I don't know about you, but several times a day at this point, I, I'm looking around me just incredulously saying, how did it come to this? And, and how mm-hmm. am I living in a science fiction novel? Yeah. And I don't know what's worse. The fact that we're being fed a perception that's becoming reality or the actual reality. I yeah. don't know which is worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's odd when, and I think you described it perfectly, we're being fed a perception. Yes. You know, people are trying to say, this is what's going on. This is the meaning of, or this is what's coming, or this is what you must do, or else. Right, right. And uh, I know, you know, we just had both conventions, uh, the Democratic and the Republican conventions, and the third uh, convention, too, was the uh, Westminster Dog Show. Indeed. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. I enjoyed that one, actually. I think <laughs> so I. I enjoyed that most of the three, <laughs> I think. It had the most sympathetic players. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's almost like both parties from both conventions laid out their version of reality, and mm-hmm. they're, now they're going about proving it. Um, you know, it's almost like writing a term paper and your thesis is the world is going completely to shit yep. and now we're going to fill in the blanks. Now we're going to show you how but that's happening. Unfortunately, happened. you know, the, the people that are receiving this message don't have to go through the work of actually reading something with notations of where this information came from and a yeah. bibliography. All they get fed is a steady diet of newsreel footage, okay, mm-hmm along with, in most cases, a narrative by a pundit with a particular horse in the race. Mm-hmm. A bounding of agendas. Yes. And, uh, and I think, you know, courtesy of uh, what I do firmly believe is gaslighting, we're seeing things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a perfect example of this is what's going on in Kenosha, Wisconsin right now. Uh, and unfortunately, the unfortunate shooting mm-hmm. uh, that went on there involving, uh, what was his name, Kyle Rittenhouse, I think? Yeah, well, you just refer to him as Captain America, sir, and uh, move along. Yeah. And it's, and it's odd, <laughs> you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that laugh that saves my sanity. Um, I don't think too many Americans who live outside of Kenosha, Wisconsin actually know anything about Kenosha, Wisconsin? You know, you're right, because, and I know you're going to school the folks of, yeah. of, of the, um, the claim to fame, if you will, of Kenosha. My initial guess before learning any of this would have been baloney capital of the world, okay? Mm, or possible. maybe the headquarters of, what were those stores that used to be in, in, in every mall everywhere? Oh. Where they had cheese and crackers and <laughs> shit. Cracker Barrel. Was it Cracker Barrel? I think it was Cracker Barrel. Okay. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah. I, I guess. It was, yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and, and there's, there's definitely. Because it wasn't Pepperidge Farms. It yeah. Was, yeah it Give, been given Barrel. it's Wisconsin, there's got to be some kind of cheese exactly. connection going on I'm thinking on there. folksy town, covered bridges, yeah. little old people that keep reminding you, we remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's nothing like that. No. You know, as, as little as I already trust the news media in general, to give me an idea of what's going on, it's, it's, it's shrinking fast. And I decided to do a little research. You know, oh, since, here we go. Since so much of uh, controversy over the last week or two 
is coming out of Kenosha, Wisconsin. You're like a born-again journalist lately with these facts and figures. and <sighs> Folks, pages and pages of notes he's coming at me with. Yeah, I actually, that's another thing that I would, <laughs> I would, I would label as retired from. Right. Just because it's such an abusive possession. Uh, 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 what am I? What am I? What's the word I'm looking for here? I know it's uh, off the rails. It's it's an abusive <laughs> profession, uh, uh, you know, to 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 be involved in just because it's it's information overload. Sure. Um, and yeah, I, I flat out retired from it many years ago, and and just because of the constant influx of insanity mm-hmm. uh, into everybody's They've picture. They dragged you back in. It's kicking and screaming, man. Kicking and screaming, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I decided to do some research on this Kenosha, Wisconsin. Bring it. Uh, and, and to figure out what's, what's going on there. Since, again, I have no trust in what I'm being told. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the profile of the city really isn't accurate, uh, at least the mass media profile, I don't think. Like, for instance, it's a city of just over 100,000 people, so it's not huge. Um, right. It sits right on the uh, southwestern shore of Lake Michigan. And... Uh, you know, just in case you were wondering, because I, I, I know you were, uh, Kenosha means place of the pike, or pike come all at once. Pike being fish, of course. Not the actual long, elongated weapon like I a spear. I don't think so, at least. Okay. I don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the news today yet, so, you know, who knows? But, uh, Pikeman, forward! Yes. But uh, between 1902 and 1988, uh, the city produced millions of cars and trucks. Uh, courtesy of automakers like uh, AMC and like Nash, and you don't you don't think of it. It's not in Michigan, sure. sure. So you, you don't think of it as a, as a you know a industrial right. uh, hub of any kind. But once upon a time it was. Uh, but now it is more of a bedroom community, uh, apparently due to its access to the uh, the Chicago Milwaukee corridor. Okay, and interesting. I'm not really familiar with the Chicago-Milwaukee corridor, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's relatively busy. Right. Yeah, I would have thought uh, if you said uh, Kenosha, more um, vat of fondue than vat of boiling molten steel yeah, building exactly, something. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and uh, even, even furthering the mystery, uh, that is Kenosha, uh, in a 2009 study done by the Milken Institute, it was in the uh, national top 50 of high-tech economies. Wow. Around the country, believe it or not. It's that kind of place. Hmm. Um, but it is in the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And there are some overarching, uh, I don't know, political leanings, I guess, uh, right. of the state that do affect Kenosha. Uh, their gun laws uh, being an o- obvious topic of conversation as of late, mm-hmm. given what's been going on down there. But... Uh, but apparently, Wisconsin is an open carry state. It's legal uh, anywhere uh, concealed weapon carry is legal for open carry to be legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody over 18, for that matter. And you don't necessarily have to have a permit. Um, however, if you're going to carry a firearm in a car, if it's within arm's reach, you have to have a permit for that. Hmm. I don't know what the thinking was behind that. Right, right. Um, apparently, you can walk around with a gun if you're over 18. Uh, but if you're going to drive in a car and that gun's going to be within arm's reach, you have to have a permit right. for it. Huh. Um, kind of odd, kind of yeah. strange. And, uh, you know, so it, it's, it's not completely and totally the wild, wild west. Right. There are some restraints. There are some restrictions. But, uh, but yeah, obviously, in the case of 
uh, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse, kid 17 years old, was definitely not supposed to be walking around town with an AR-15. You would think. Yeah. And, yeah, this is where I'll weigh in because technically, according to all the dictums that I supposedly stand for, I should be like, oorah, Kyle Rittenhouse, going to go, go get him some for God and country. You see, but the problem is, John, you possess <laughs> common sense. That's, I know. That's, and that's as much as I try and ditch on that it, one. Yeah. Just, see, what I see, and this is from minute number one that I saw the story break, is a kid in search of fortune and glory. And he went across state lines with, a, with an automatic weapon, okay? Let's not even dip our toe into the pool of where the fuck is this kid's parents, okay? Seriously, yeah. Because to look at him, I, I think he's 17 is almost an overreach. He's, he's soft and doughy like a, like a 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And here's this kid that's walking around with a, a deadly weapon, and everybody seems to be okay with it. Now, he shot... Three individuals, two of which I two, believe died. Two of which died, correct. So, you know, the, the laws of self-defense are always very sketchy. The laws of self-defense during a, let's just call it a riotous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be sorting through this shit for a while, but he is not going to walk out of here scot-free. Well, that's the big picture is, you know, courtesy of this one evening in Kenosha, Wisconsin, where, given the description I just laid out, you would least expect it. Um, a Kenosha, Wisconsin, where police were driving in armored vehicles, which also, given you know how I just described Kenosha, would right. be the least yeah. thing you'd expect. Basically, you have two people who are dead, and you have a kid whose life is completely ruined. Mm-hmm. Completely ruined. Yep. Now, to be fair, and again, this is all early news, and and I've tried to use facts that I've seen from both sides of the fence. Mm -hmm. You know, the two individuals, actually all three individuals that were shot, aren't exactly upstanding citizens, okay? But you got two people dead, and you got two people that wouldn't be dead if this kid didn't take it upon himself to answer the, the, the call on Facebook or whatever it was, to assemble this local militia, okay? And not for nothing, sidebar, militias themselves are very romanticized. Oh, yeah. And we think of, you know, Boston Commons and standing up to the British and whatnot. But normally, the militia is nothing more than a well-organized rabble with access to state-of-the-art weapons. Yeah, okay? that's, that's the real-world <laughs> real thing. And I'm sorry, but that rattles me in and of itself because I, I like my military and my police to have weapons, because I know that also they're There's some training involved. Exactly. Yeah. They're trained to use these, they're trained for these situations. A 17 year old kid should not be wielding the ultimate judge of life or death on, on anybody. Yeah. Okay. A fucking AR 15, man. Right. You know, that's not like he was walking around with a pop gun. Exactly. Or this isn't his hunting squirrels rifle no. that his daddy gave him. No. And I mean, it's, it's, it's hard because. And you and I have discussed this frequently. As a matter of fact, we discussed this right before the show tonight. Um, I don't trust the perception that the media is is projecting at us. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because we can't, unfortunately, it's been proven. No, can't trust any of them. No, any, any network news, it's all bullshit. There's spin and there's agenda involved. And in regards to the people that were shot, or you know, Kyle Rittenhouse himself, don't know anything about him. Don't know anything about them. Don't trust what I've been told. Don't mm-hmm. trust what they've been reporting. Uh, all I know is, like I said, two people dead, 
and one 17-year-old whose life is shit from here on in. Right. You know? And, you know, after you had, uh, you know, told me about what you learned about the gun laws in, in Wisconsin and in particular this, this area, I can't believe that the body count hasn't been higher. Yeah. And there's almost a, a you know, if there's a positive to be brought from this, at least for those who are uh, from the pro-gun side of things, there was a, an immense amount of control exercised during this event. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, me, who's not what you consider a, a gun nut or anything. I am a card-carrying member of the NRA, but I don't drink the Kool-Aid, yeah. okay? Yeah. I think there always needs to be an element of the populace that, that's armed, not just to protect us against our own government, but God knows what else is going on out there. Yeah. But with all these people, because you see there was multiple militias active there and also elements of the BLM movement and some of the Antifa who were also armed with these same weapons. So... I'm not ready to give out an attaboy to anybody, but it should be noted that as bad as things were portrayed on the TV with everything up in flames and shit getting thrown at the police, and mm-hmm. you had armed mobs that were not shooting at each other. So again, it makes you take a step back and say, hmm. Not yet. And that's, that's kind of where my concern lies is, is have we now crossed a very dangerous threshold right. where people are starting to show up for these these... Uh, these get-togethers, if you will, these rallies, ready to rumble. these protests, <laughs> ready to shoot it out. And like know? we both said, I mean, thank God he didn't shoot a black guy. Oh, God. Because that just would have been game over. Oh, game man. over. Yeah. Not just because, yeah. again, the standpoint of a life is lost, but from that side of the narrative, that's what they're waiting to jump on. And let's face it, you know, the, the, the puppet masters on both sides... This is what they were waiting for. Yeah, and, and therein lies the gaslighting. Right. It's the only viable outcome. If you keep portraying lawlessness in the streets and a populace held captive that has no support from its government and blah, 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 yes, you're going to attract these fringe radicals wearing the costume of, of patriotism, mm-hmm. okay? They're going to show up and they're going to be armed. Yeah. Are we, are we creating the... The self-fulfilling prophecy. Exactly, here. it's exactly what you know doing. from all these blowhards in the in the, in the talk radio industry. Yep. Um, you know, throwing gas on the fire, quite literally. Um, you know, is this the road we're going down? That's the that's the frightening thought. And it's you know this was again Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah. It makes you think to yourself, how long before something like this happens in Manhattan, you know, or L.A. Yeah. Now this week. The temperatures are going to top well over 110 in L.A. <laughs> and as anybody who's ever lived for a portion of time in a major metropolitan area in August, September, when the temperature skyrockets, yeah. crime naturally goes up with it because people get antsy and irritated oh, yeah. well, and there's frustrated. A, there's a funny phenomenon in, uh, in Southern California that I remember from living out there at this time of the year uh, called the Santa Ana Winds. Oh, yeah. And... I, I've never read a, a, a scientifically based explanation as to why this occurs, but for some reason, I, I can't say I know why, shit gets strange. Yeah. When the San Andreas. Because the only people that riot in the snow are Russians, basically. <laughs> Americans don't riot in the snow. No. So my theory is look, get through the election. We know shit's going to be heinous for the whole month of November and probably mostly into December. But once the snow falls, 
everyone will kind of retreat. Chill everybody the Just fuck like out. the Revolutionary yeah. War. Everything comes to, like, to, to a, a detente. And then once the spring hits, put your helmets on. Because yeah. that's when it's just really yeah. going to get raw. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know about you, man, but I would really appreciate it if both parties stopped saying that you know, we're staring down the barrel of the apocalypse. Yeah, because that's both of their the, message. If the other party doesn't get yep. elected or, or you vote for the other party or you don't vote for them or whatever. Yeah. Again, gaslighting. Right, right. You know, yeah, Democrats are saying you know, Donald Trump is he's creating hate like we would create popsicles in the freezer. I mean, it's, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. And then the, from the Republican side, you know, they'll be eating babies in the streets if Joe Biden wins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember going all the way back to Ronald Reagan and, you know, living in Massachusetts at the time and the, mm-hmm. the, the belief and the uh, uh, projection that was being sold was Ronald Reagan equaled nuclear war. Yeah. And clearly didn't happen. Right. And, and you know, we do this right around election. Oh, sure. Election year every, or election time, you know, every four years or so. And when George Bush Sr. was going against um, whatever, what was that milk toast from Massachusetts? Oh, geez. Michael Dukakis. Right. Yeah. And the, the guy's name, Willie, the, uh, the inmate oh. that he's going to let. <laughs> yep. Yep. And they painted it as he's going to let all the inmates out and there's just going to be total anarchy. Yeah. That's easier to say that, well, that's gaslighting, too, because now we can look at it through rose colored glasses mm-hmm. of, of the past. Yeah. But yes, it's, it's so much of it going on. So if it's very, anything, very hyperbolic, yeah. very hyperbolic. And if anything, we can say to our normally rational listening audience, I mm, think the ones yeah. we haven't offended yet, <laughs> that it's not you. You're not crazy. No, there's just a lot of shit being thrown from both sidelines. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of things being projected on people. A lot of things being uh, taken out of context, misconstrued. Right. Uh, or completely blown up beyond all resemblance to reality. Yeah. You know, whatever happens in November, one way or another, we're going to move forward. Right. You know, whether it's with Joe or whether it's with Trump, one way or another, you know, life will go on. The sun will rise tomorrow. Most likely. Yeah, yeah. most likely. And, uh, and people need to just calm the fuck down. Yep. You know? Woo, let's, let's get out of this, this morass, this, this quagmire, uh, if you will, of, of I, this content. I, I, I feel better, though. I needed to get that you off feel my chest. Now? I do. I do. See, folks, this you is know. kind of a Michael Sean Lee episode. Yeah. Well, if you, if you, <laughs> like they didn't notice that already. <laughs> On a very special yeah. episode. Oh, well, yeah. We'll ramp it up to if you think you're being played and you think you're being manipulated and you think you're having you know, smoke blown up your ass. You're exactly right. That is exactly what's happening. You are not misperceiving that. That's dead on accurate. Yep. Stay sane, America. How about a middle gem? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree, John. Let's loosen things up, shall we? Is this one mine or yours? No, this is yours, too. Oh, this is kind of like your episode. Man. All right, all right. I'll be back to save the day and spread some sunshine later on. Mm. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little Rolling Stones, John. What do you think? Well, it's not Jane's addiction, but okay. <laughs> Typecast. You should probably qualify that <laughs> qualify that remark for the, well, for the I was, good folks at home. I was teasing Michael, everybody, because he, he tends to fixate. I mean, for the, the tome and wealth of knowledge he has about music groups and, and everything that they've produced, he tends to go towards his favorites. He's a bit of a favoritist there. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? I guess. Um, <laughs> and I guess it's, it's funny because the Rolling Stones naturally lend themselves to so many different genres and emotions and whatnot. They do. That they're an easy pick, all right? Yeah. So I had actually banned him from using Jane's Addiction 
The Clash or the Rolling Stones. And we filed an appeal on the Stones. <laughs> he did. He filed and, an and, appeal. And we got it overturned. So, <laughs> See, there is justice and a court of law. Uh, here and there, man. Here and there. <laughs> so what'd you choose? Uh, this is off of their... Uh, their uh, actually, a, uh, a rare swing and a miss for the Stones. Their 1976 album, uh, Black and Blue, which I actually really enjoyed. I thought it was a fun album, particularly the ad campaign behind it. But we'll talk about that more <laughs> after the song. Uh, this is a tune called Hand of Fate. All right, and here we go, folks. Stay tuned, because we're going to be back in a few minutes with some more things and stuff.
there you have it, folks. Little hand. Oh. Of, little hand. <laughs> nice. Well, that, it did work within the, the dynamics, just like yeah. you described. So I had to let it go, folks. <laughs> but for those of you playing Rips and Rants, the home game, yes. make sure you put a tick mark next to the Rolling Stones. You got to do it. Because now it's at least three in the last 20 episodes. Oh, it hasn't been that many. Come on now. <laughs> Besides, it, that, was a, that was a fun song to play, and it was off a fun album to play, to play it from. But it's the um, Stones. It's a I know, I know. Fruit. Well, a lot of people don't, <laughs> a lot of people don't remember... Um, because they're simply not old enough to remember Oof. that once upon a time, Booger. the Rolling Stones specialized in causing controversy. Uh, they were masters of the old axiom that any publicity is good publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, as I stated, this was off of uh, 1976 album Black and Blue, which actually didn't do too well in the stores. It didn't do too well in the numbers. Uh, Keith well, Richards, for a Stones album. For a Stones album, right, exactly. Right. Yeah, we should qualify it. Um, Keith, Keith Richards... Um, himself, you know, labeled the album as an opportunity to rehearse guitarists. They were going through <laughs> an, a number of guitar players before they set on Ron Wood. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, the list of, of guys they played with was, was incredible, that they could have gotten any one of these guys. But uh, I guess maybe for lack of anything better to do, or maybe because they understood that axiom about controversy, mm-hmm. the uh, initial ad campaign for Black and Blue consisted of a scantily clad woman uh, gagged and tied. Take my money. <laughs> Literally, it was that easy. That easy. Um, and uh, and the, the, the tag phrase underneath the billboard advertising this was, I'm black and blue from the Rolling Stones. Oh, my. Now, can you imagine if they did that today? Yeah, you know? that would not go over too well. No, now, nowadays, they're everybody's granddaddy <laughs> band. You know, they're, 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 uh, uh, they're a relic. I mean, let's be truthful. Right. Um, but they're, you know, a legendary relic. Sure, but, yeah, sure. once upon a time, they knew how to kick it up. A multinational treasure yes. is what they are. Yes, they have become that. But uh, this was immediately before... Um, Keith Richards got busted in Toronto with all the heroin in the world. In the world. It's um, a lot. It's a big, big carry-on band. Yeah, they were bad boys back then. <laughs> they really were. And it's amazing that the core of the band lived through it. It truly is. Right. You know, some of the things they got up to. And uh, I think they were, they were touring last year. Yeah, they yeah. were. Yeah, because you, you put it in, in those terms and you think about it. In the span of the career of the Stones, we've lost, wow, where do you start? Mm. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. Jim Morrison. Morrison. Right. You had to jump on that one. Yeah. Keep going. Freddie Mercury. Kurt Cobain. Robert Palmer. Yeah. It's a, it, it Michael goes, Hutchins. It goes on and on and on. It yeah. truly does. And, you know, somebody probably passed away last week that I'm not thinking of off the top of my probably head. Probably Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels just passed away. <laughs> yeah. And the Rolling Stones. Keep on trucking. They just, they just keep yeah. on going. So. so who are we? Maybe yeah. we're the fools. You yeah. know? You, you, you never know. Yeah. So a little good fun with that little hand of fade action, and uh, and now we're going to uh, we're going to go in our and now se- for something completely different. <laughs> our second segment of the uh, of the evening, and I am I am very very uh, happy to pass this you're one giddy, over to you, right? John. Because this is this is your this you is your wheelhouse, man. Do you hear that, Michael? In, in the distance, it sounds like yeah yeah yeah. It, it sounds like a heroic theme. Mm. And what a welcome sound in, in the day and age that we live in. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a costume vigilante. 
hell-bent on death and destruction. Well, we ad-libbed the, the, the end of that part. Nice. But yeah, here's our, our subtopic for today, partly inspired by the actions of uh, the Pillsbury Doughboy, known mm. as Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, yeah. Now, as <laughs> we've discussed in the past, and haven't for some time... We, we have actually discussed this quite thoroughly. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're both comic book fans. Mm-hmm. You from the sellout liberal Marvel side, <laughs> and myself to the, the true conservative DC Comics hey, side. Man, all I can say is box office, okay? Right, box right. office. And, uh, you know, I, I thought of this topic the other day because Amazon has a series called The Boys, which is now entering season two. Ah. By the way, folks, I hate to pander, but I highly... Highly recommend it. Um, but it leaves you with a feeling of, oh, my God, thank God superheroes aren't real. Really? Well, okay. we find ourselves in the day and age now where people are taking it upon themselves to display, let's say, patriotism, mm. their own sense of justice, or their own yen for notoriety in the age of social media under the guise of doing the right thing and or justice. Their version of, and yes. the mutated version of, <laughs> you know, you throw around the word like patriotism, uh-huh. look out. Right. Now, to use another modern um, uh, superhero piece, The Watchmen. Okay? Yes. yes. Fantastic graphic novel listed as in the top 100 American Absolutely novels of amazing. all time. Amazing. Um, had the HBO series, which unfortunately didn't really go into how in this alternate reality. Yeah. Well, you jumped right over the movie. I thought the movie was pretty good. It didn't suck. I kind of enjoyed it. And yeah. the movie did touch on how superheroes, quote unquote, would come to be in a rational society. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not talking about superpowers, flying, invisibility, none of that shit. But the urge to put on a costume and a mask to enact justice that you feel you cannot get through the system. Okay, Ooh, that's okay. the boring old man way of putting the whole genre. Okay? Right, right. Now we'll never have a Superman. We'll never have a Green Lantern. Sadly, my application's already in. <laughs> but we could have a Batman. It's conceivable. It's conceivable. Somebody with the the wherewithal and the will could make this happen. And frankly, I'm surprised that we haven't seen it by now. As strange as shit is these days. That's, that's not beyond the realm of possibility. It's right. you know, really not that hard to conceive. And of. as somebody that kind of trained their entire life for this role, I'm a little pissed off it's happening now <laughs> that I'm long in the tooth and doughy and would, can't, can't even run down the block, let alone attack you know, villains. Yeah, I'm a little, yeah. a little pissy about it's, it. But, it's a drag. But it that's is. not why we got into it. My point is, and I do have a point, folks, mm. it's so possible. I mean, because let's face it, we're living in a science fiction novel now as it is. Possible or plausible? Well, I will go out on a limb mm-hmm. and maybe we'll revisit this in a future episode. All right. Within, at the current pace of how everything is, unless there's a drastic resolution or yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, a conflagration or a war breaks out, yeah. at the current pace we're at, by the end of the election, you will see in a major newspaper a story about a costume vigilante <laughs> in one of America's major cities, probably shot and killed. Mm. And they're like, why is this guy dressed funny? You know. Yeah. But that's the route we're going down because we all want, we want life around us to reflect our values. That's a fair assessment, I think, sure. right? Yeah. And 
there's always two sides to every argument. And I'm, I believe, as, as a born and bred devil's advocate, that everybody always wants the best resolution. And nobody's really looking to, to go out and hurt people. Unless, of course, you're a piece of shit. But mm-hmm. that makes you a villain, and you're always going to be a villain. Yeah. So I don't know if these, these slightly unhinged personalities are going to come from the left side or the right side, because uh-huh. they're both equally capable of creating a nutcase, if yeah. history's shown us anything. Yeah. But mark my words, give it six months, we're going to see this happen. Well, devil's advocating. Let's jump back right. here. Uh, you're the big DC fan. Uh, one of your icon, icon superheroes is Batman. Sure. Uh, would you call Batman... I mean, you know, we're, we're hypothetical. Sure, we're going into sure. hypothetical territory here. Um, but would you call Batman the Batman character uh, insane? Completely, yes. Really? Yeah, hands down, no toys about it. Yeah. And even in the books in recent, like the last 10 years or so, at times they've very much delved into that. And depending which side of the mirror you're looking at, he's as crazy as the Joker is. The two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Because realistically, if one day drove the Joker insane and you know made him into a homicidal maniac, look what one day did to little Bruce Wayne when mm-hmm. his parents were killed. Right. The man dedicated his life to dressing up like a like a bat, spending his fortune running around on rooftops at night, punishing those who he feels have committed a crime. He's judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sure. There's definitely a psychosis there. Okay. In unrelenting, um, he brings children. Children a la any one of the different Robins, mm-hmm. in as his sidekick, placing them in mortal danger. There's a lot of insanity there. Okay. You know? Which, yep. to me, just makes it that much more enjoyable. Yeah. I would think you would see, and I, I, I can't readily think of a lot of the examples in Marvel of the just every man type, like the Punisher. Okay. That could happen. Sure. On the DC side, you've got Batman, mm. Robin, Nightwing, Green Arrow, yeah. any one of these regular Joes yep. with the will to find a way. Yeah. And they could be out there. Yeah, yeah. People that didn't necessarily uh, possess, quote-unquote, superpowers. Right. They were just regular people that... And maybe that's what always appealed to me. You had asked me once before, I don't see what the draw is on Green Lantern. <laughs> and like, like, I forget anything, right? Look at him, folks, laughing. Oh, I did say I, that. I did say I? that. I did. I did. <laughs> and it's because his, quote-unquote, superpower, or this, this magical scientific ring that he wears, runs on willpower. And I think in the real world, the only superpower that any of us have is willpower. Mm. Because it'll make you go to lengths that the quote-unquote average person will not go to, whether good or bad. Right. That's the only thing. Now, maybe this willpower is driven by hate. Maybe it's driven by love. It's inconsequential. Yeah. It's that, that sincerity of focus that some people have in spades and can do amazing things. Well, hate is a pretty powerful and all-consuming emotion. It is. But I think love lasts longer than hate. Yeah. Yeah. And not to be corny, everyone's like, love conquers all. Well, no, love tends to get his ass kicked a lot first. Mm -hmm. But I think love will always outlast hate because you might run out of things to hate, but you never run out of things to love, you know? Because when you least expect it, people can redeem themselves. And society isn't as shitty as, it, it, as it's portrayed to be. It's peaks and valleys. It's a roller coaster, you know? Yeah. And it's, I always say, look, it, it's easy to hate a stranger. It's hard to hate somebody you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just a matter of a simple dialogue yeah. will bridge that gap. And, you know, here we are at 2020. 
feces-throwing chimps that we are as a human species <laughs> still haven't learned that lesson in mass, okay? Yeah. We'd rather listen to demograt, uh, demagogues and sycophants stand up in front of us and dictate to us who we should hate and why yeah. and follow along and just get busy yelling hooray for our side. But, look, we're imperfect, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get preachy because there's also enough of that out there. Yeah. But, yeah, here's the gauntlet, sir. Six months... Costume Vigilante. All right. Coming to a neighborhood near you. Ah. A little something to look forward to. Sure. You know. And I tell you what, if they're balding and somewhat overweight, (laughs) but with a roguish glint in their eye, maybe it'll be me. (laughs) Hey, just a quick aside. Uh, How well did Green Lantern do at the box office? Look, it was a shitty movie, man. (laughs) All right? It was rushed through. I'm waiting for the live action series on HBO Max. I think that's going to be our redemption cycle. Okay. Right? Okay. And did you see Wonder Woman? Uh, what, the second one? Well, no. The first one. Oh, I saw the first one. Yeah. Sure. Well, the second one is, is held up in limbo. And I'm yeah. hoping that much like uh, the Apple Plus network is getting a lot of Disney releases that obviously yeah. you don't want to put in the theaters because nobody's going. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this HBO Max, because they're in bed with Warner Brothers, yep. will start getting all of these new releases because there's a Batman movie right around the corner too. Yeah, yeah. Which, no, I will you know, say as much as I look down my nose at DC superhero movies, I did enjoy Wonder Woman. I did. Yeah, that it was, was refreshing. It was a good film. Now, since most of this has been your episode, <laughs> allow me to retort Okay. Oh, 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 do we have another gem coming in? Oh, we sure as hell do, sir. All right, all right. One that I've loved my entire adult life because some people might label me paranoid, believe it or not. Mm. There are those out there that just don't get it. Hard to believe. But going in with, you know, what could possibly drive somebody to don a costume and go out and right wrongs, then something about just paranoia. Indeed. You you, you need an element of that. Mental illness. So, and he also had to possess a certain je ne sais quoi of, you know, F you to the world. Raise those fingers high and mighty. Oh, yeah, got to have that. Right. So you take all that together, you take that Play-Doh, you put it on the paper, you peel it up, and you've got a little ditty by Guns N' Roses called Out to Get Me. And that's what we're going to play right now. I like it. We'll be back with a couple things and stuff type deals right after this.
Nice. Out to get me. Nice. You know, my, uh, uh, my strongest uh, memory of, of that song yeah. was the day I took my PSATs. Oh, get out of here. Really? Yes. Yeah. And I was driving by, uh, back home rather, in my 72 Oldsmobile F85. <laughs> right. Now I'm a boomer because uh, uh, everyone's like, what the hell was that? Yeah, seriously. And uh, I pulled in the driver as my parents were going out. And they're like, well, how'd you do? And as my mother is asking me that, I, with my, you know, speaker box that basically took up the back seat of the car, naturally. Yep. yep. Uh, there's that part where Axel's like, fuck you. <laughs> and my father's like, maybe you should turn that down. <laughs> but that's how I felt that day. I was high on life in the world. And, uh, oh, man. Appetite for discre- d- destruction. That uh, was... Yeah. That Soundtrack was... Of, of my, you know, probably sophomore, junior, and senior years of high school. Oh, that was a moment when Monster that album, album came out. Monster. That, that, just, that just... It was like an explosion. Yep. And the know. honesty, at least to our late teen selves... Yeah. Was just so pure. Oh, and yeah. we're like, oh, Axel, you're absolutely right. Oh, man. They can all suck it. <laughs> <laughs> and how'd that work out for us? Yeah. Well, Oof. I was actually in LA when that album dropped. And the of effect course it had you were. on the music. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I was pontificating in LA at that point. <laughs> Shaping via the music industry and radio what, what you're going to shape the, the minds. Now I see it. It all makes sense. You're yes. part of the conspiracy. Yes. You started that grunge shit, didn't you? Uh, it all makes sense now. Not going to deny it. You oh, know? my God. It's oh, Why did I see this earlier? Oh, man. But, but keep in mind, you were the one that chose a track off of Appetite for Destruction. Right. right. And, uh, and yeah, that was an amazing moment in music history. It right. truly was. And that's as close as you and I generally get to agreeing on something, this is, is if it's music that occurred in 89, 90, or 91. <laughs> that's when like our Ghostbusters streams meet. Yep, yep. After that, it's we, like, John, you do 80s and I do 90s and don't cross the, yeah, the tape yeah. line. Yeah, we crossed the streams on that one, definitely. Right. Definitely. I liked it. It was a good call, John. Nice. Yeah, and it's just an amazing song. It gets you all kinds of fired up. And oh, I'm I saying, had to restrain myself from breaking shit. I really yeah. did. And if I'm going to dress up in some outlandish costume and go crack some heads, chances are that's the song I the, want. The my soundtrack earphones. is going to be Appetite for Destruction. Got to be. Got to be. Just I like it. I like it. All right. It's time for your big weekly question. Oh, yeah, John. What do we got going on in Big Boom Radio this week? Damn it, man. What don't we have going on in Big Boom Radio? All right, then. All right. Here's the super quick rundown, folks. We're still looking for sponsors. I got a couple lures in the water, but I don't want just... And It's not about the money, okay? Because we'll only sacrifice our integrity to a point. It's got to match our theme. Um, can we talk about that a little bit we more will. after we totally the show? Will. We totally okay. will. Why, okay. car payments do? Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> this is where you need a speech. <laughs> You're going places I can't follow you. He's like Padme Skywalker over here. Uh, <sighs> pay me. But really, it's not about <laughs> the money, as evidenced again by my $1.91 royalty can't check. I can't believe you just repeated that <laughs> phrase. <laughs> it's, no, I wanted to, to match like the theme and the fun right. that we have here right. and, and yep. the genuine... Yep. Look, this is this is what's up kind of thing. So, yeah. you know, normally the sponsors that we hear on the, on the commercials for the station, look, five-hour energy drink, I should just send them money because without I, them, I couldn't function I on a daily say, basis. I was going to say, you're a disciple on that one, yeah. I do enjoy me some Home Depot, although I wish they would dust a little better in there. Yeah, it's a little dusty in you know, Home Depot, you know. Yeah. But uh, soon B will be old enough that I could bring her there because they there encourage go. that, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, yeah, that stuff is, is great, but I'm talking sponsors for the shows. We'll do... Read-ins when we start the show. We'll maybe give you a spot in the middle. Hell, if your pitch is that good, we'll do one of those, 
you know, Monday Night Hair Metal brought to you by, right? So then you feel like you made it and you have some ownership there. <laughs> now, trust me, none of this will be like that incident from Wayne's World where we kind of make fun of the sponsors because we, we take this very seriously. We can't make fun of the sponsors? Shh. Oh, all right. All right. Here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, drop us a line at john at bigboomradio.com and let me know what you got, man. We'll make you famous. It's what we do. It's what we do. Indeed. So on that note, folks, uh, that's about it for the episode. So as always, I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you again on the flip side.